0: Welcome to Help Me to Understand, a podcast where women give their voices to issues of social justice, political activism, giving back, and other topics relevant today. I'm your host, Felicia Garland. As you look around, you can't avoid the fact that we live in an age of political and social divisions, global warming, economic and racial inequality, and a breakdown in many of our social structures. And that was just this morning's news. I find it can be all so confusing and I bet you do as well. Perhaps you'd like to make a difference in the world, even if only a small one, but you feel you need more knowledge and understanding around the issues we face in order to develop the tolerance, empathy, and compassion you need to become a force for good. It's my mission with this podcast to hear from women who are working every day to make a difference. So welcome, curious listener, to this journey of discovery and understanding. I'm so glad you're here. Together, let's become a force for good.
1: With me today is Dane Bachman. Mr. Bachman is a licensed clinical social worker and gender development therapist. He received his master's degree in social work from Fordham University. Importantly, he is a transgendered man. Mr. Bachman is the owner and senior clinician of Twin Peaks Counseling Center, a therapeutic resource for the LGBTQ plus community in the Northeastern United States. As part of his practice, he blends his professional experiences with his personal transition to offer a personalized unique approach to counseling. In addition, is a lead educator and trainer regarding diversity, gender identity, and transfocal therapy in an effort to continue educating others he is currently writing a book regarding his personal journey and how it impacts the mental health treatment of his transition clients hi Dane welcome to the podcast hi how are you I'm very well thank you so there is so much that I need to understand and want to understand about the transgender community and so I hope my questions are tactful and but certainly I mean them to be Respectful. So why don't you start, because you are a clinician and you've helped many, many clients, can you recite at least a little bit about what a typical client of yours might go through either before they come to you or part of when they do come to you?
2: Sure. So meeting with some of my clients, a lot of the things that I hear are clients talking about girly clothing, such as dresses and having long hair and black patent leather shoes, being an issue, clients begging their parents
1: to wear boys' clothing and they want short hair. About what age would they have, say, noticed this? And I'm sure it differs from amongst clients, but when that might that feeling develop?
2: It does. For everybody, it's different. However, you could start feeling that you're in the wrong body at the age of four. So that's fairly young.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's because family and friends and society have sort of tried to box you in a particular identity. They see a little girl, the long hair, the black patent and shoes, and they say, well, that's a little girl. We're going to treat her. Like a girl. Right. Okay. And so the client realizes even at age four, they feel some kind of disconnect, I guess you could say.
2: Correct. But there's other people that don't come out until later in life, Mm -hmm. 20s, 30s, some teenagers. So it
1: it all depends on the person. Okay. So let's back up a second. And what does it mean to be transgender?
2: So... What it means to be transgender is people whose gender identity is different from the way they were at birth. So when we're born, a doctor usually says, looks at the genitals, and it's like, oh, penis, male, vagina, girl. So most people that are labeled male at birth turn out to actually identify as men. And most labeled female grow up to be women. But some people's gender identity, their innate knowledge of who they are is different from what was initially expected at birth.
1: So it, even though there's societal pressures, well-meaning, I mean, if you have a little girl you don't think twice about treating her as a little girl. Right. And even in a sense, maybe less so now, but it might have, I could see traditionally treating, really trying to sort of put her in a box and maybe not understand, oh, she's a tomboy. We kind of get that. But I take it this is much more than just being a tomboy. There's a feeling inside that is different. Correct, there is. And being transgender
2: means different things to different people. Okay. Talk a little bit more about that. Sure. You know, just like a lot of other aspects of people, like their race, their religion, there's no one way to be transgender and no one way for a transgender person to look or feel about themselves. Okay. So pretty much the best way to understand what being transgender means is like you're doing today, (laughs) talking to a transgender person Mm -hmm. and listening to their stories.
1: So is it sort of on a continuum? There are people jump in here, if I've totally got this wrong, that go through their life feeling that disconnect, but never actually live their life in the gender that they believe they are. There are people. Because you were a woman and you now are a man. You Correct. live as a man, you present as a man, you feel like you are a man. Correct. But there must be people that are, is the goal always to move? And again, we're going from your direction, from woman to man. is That's the end result in all cases or can it vary? It can vary because it's on a spectrum, right? Okay, that's better. Female, than
2: male. Yep. I guess spectrum is better. You know, now we're going to bring in non-binary. So I could... Maybe today feel male, even though I'm a transgender male, I could feel totally male. But tomorrow I could wake up and be more towards the feminine side of. So it's where the person wants to be, feels that they are for that moment. Uh There are people that stay in the closet. Okay, sure. Right. And they don't come out ever because of fear. Uh No support. Mm
1: hmm. Well, I've always wanted to know what non-binary is. So thank you for, for adding that in there. I guess. So it really is a matter of your identity, how you feel about yourself, separate from the way your physical body starts out. But genetically, you have female genes. You're genetically, does that make the mental identity that you feel is a conflict you have to deal with? basically, for your life?
2: That's an interesting question because, you know, again, that is different for every person. Mm -hmm. So having breasts, they needed to go. There's some trans people that have a hysterectomy Mm -hmm. because that reminds them that they were born female with all the female organs. Some people, it doesn't bother.
3: Mm -hmm. Okay.
2: For me, that didn't bother me.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. So, okay, spectrum is, yeah, I guess a really good word. But it varies from person to person. Okay. There's no
2: one right way.
1: So, in your work, you work with people that are all along that spectrum, I assume.
2: Oh, definitely.
1: Yes. Okay. How would you approach someone who first comes in? You talk about, again, let's talk about a little bit about you. You were born a girl, treated as a girl, brought up as a girl. How do people find you? Do they have enlightened parents, want to support the child's development, however that child wants to manifest itself?
2: There are a lot of parents that are supportive of their child. Some are teenagers. I have a good rapport with physicians in the area, so they know my work, meaning they know my work, that I am a gender therapist. They hear back from their patients that I treated their one of their clients with the utmost respect and, you know, they continually send me more people to mm-hmm. uh, treat.
1: Okay. And then it isn't, or is it, because people are on the spectrum, I guess you have to respect where they are. And there isn't, as you said, it's it's different for each person. So there's no end result.
3: Correct. There is no you want end to get it.
1: Okay. So when someone, a parent, do, do you talk to the parents as, as well? So there's a support. Mechanism for the team. correct. How is that? Yes. It's also about a kind of a typical relationship how it might work.
2: So let me just back up just a bit. So when somebody comes in um to see me for gender identity, I when I greet them, I say hi. My name's Dane. My pronouns are he/him. What's your name and what are your pronouns? So I'm meeting that client where they're at. Mm-hmm. I'm also letting the client know where I am at, so they don't have any questions. questions meaning in the back of their head. "Mm, Is he trans? Was he born male and is he male? So there's a lot of questions that I am kind of answering Mm -hmm. before we even start because of how I'm introducing myself to them.
1: Are you frequently the first time they've met someone who is not only been through it, but is supportive, who is meeting them the way they want to be met. Yes, a lot of times. Yes. How do they respond to that? Some are blown
2: away. There have been some that didn't even realize that I was transgender. And when I share my story, part of my story, you know, Mm -hmm. I am just like them. Mm -hmm. They're like, Oh, my God, they tell me, man, I'm so lucky that I came here because I have somebody that fully understands what I'm going through what I've been through. And They say to me, I was at another therapist and I feel like I got set back. And with some of those clients, they have been set back because there's some therapists that feel like they need to be a gatekeeper. Gatekeeper meaning. Okay. They kind of put a wedge in the person's transition. Well, you need to come to me X amount of times, three months, six months, a year before I'll write you a letter to start hormone therapy. Or you have to come to me X amount of times before I feel comfortable writing a letter for your surgery. And when they come to me, I'm not saying I write a letter right off the bat, or I pushed hormone therapy. I feel that in my work, in the way I, I work is I know what questions to ask. I know what I'm looking for, mm-hmm. where they feel heard. And I gather the information that I need. Because I'm, I'm open, and they're giving me all that information. So there have been sometimes I'll I'll refer out for hormone therapy fairly quickly.
3: Mm -hmm. But
2: again, all depends on the person. Okay, I feel like I have an advantage, though, Mm -hmm. because I'm a transgender male. And I have that experience that, you know, where they're at.
1: Oh, sure. That i And imagine they come in and once they know it's safe to say with you that they must just gush out a whole must be just a huge relief. Yeah, you
2: could see the relief on their face Mm -hmm. once they know. And the parents are part of that process. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. No, no,
1: that's good. That's good to know. Because sometimes in therapy, the the child has therapy. The parent may have therapy, but they don't always do it together. So what you're saying is it's typically the same. Yeah, working with a transgender child. Mm
2: -hmm. I'll meet with the parent first then the first session is with the parent because I want to find out everything from the parent's perspective what's going on
3: Mm -hmm. and then
2: there's some sessions that I'll meet individually with the client but then like after three visits the parent comes in and we're discussing everything together I put out some personal recommendations and You know, it's a team effort.
1: Okay. So a lot of your clients, then they do go through the full process. We talked about spectrum. Are there folks who just, they're just so relieved that they see that support in you and you were again through your process, but they may not take kind of the big step in my mind. It may not be the case, but hormone therapy and certainly any kind of surgical changes. That's a big step.
2: That is a big step. So... What you're looking at, I think, in that question is gender transition. You know, what does that mean? What what could that look like? And again, different for every person. Mm-hmm. So transitioning is a period of time in which a person begins to live according to their gender identity rather than the gender they were thought to be at birth. Right. Okay. So while not all transgender people transition, a mm-hmm. uh, Great many do at some point in their life. And like I said earlier, you know, gender transition looks different for every person. Okay. So let's look at some steps. The transition. So socially,
3: mm-hmm.
2: social transition, changing your clothes, your clothing, what kind of clothing you wear, your parents, maybe your hair, you want your hair cut shorter, looking more male. Um, you want to grow your hair out. You want to look, present more female the pronouns that you use. He, him, she, her, they, them. They, them is a tough one. Uh, Just so (laughs) you know.
1: (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, just, you know, I think you and I were talking, when you meet somebody, typically you don't say, hi, I'm Felicia. My pronouns are she, her. How does that come up in a conversation? Your pronouns, how you, especially if I've known you for 20 years as a woman, and now... Hopefully, I re- respect your decision. I guess you you share that with people. But when you first meet somebody, well, I guess you you present as a man, so they would why would they even think to not use he him? Right. So, do you mean out in the public? Yeah, because you said now they're. Yeah, really- I don't. Okay, I don't. Um,
2: out in public, I don't say hi. My name's Dean. My pronouns are he him. Mm-hmm. In my practice, I do. Okay. Out in the real world, <laughs> not in a the therapy room. I believe I do present as male and mm. nine times out of 10, I'm being addressed accordingly.
1: Uh-huh.
2: It blows my mind when there's like the the one or two that are like, ma'am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just like, it blows my mind. <laughs> Cause I don't think I look like a female. Mm-hmm. So back to, you know, they change their pronouns, the way they look. Some people change their identification on documents such as driver's license, passports. In time, some may want to change their birth certificate to reflect the gender that they know they are. Some people do go through hormone therapy. So that's considered the medical part of transition. Mm -hmm. Some people do not go the hormone route they know that they're male, they, you know, let people know that they're male, but they don't add hormone therapy to their life. Mm -hmm. Other medical procedures to change their physical characteristics to make their body reflect the gender that they know themselves to be could be. So a female transitioning to male could be top surgery. Mm -hmm. So that's a double mastectomy. There's a couple other different types of surgeries that they can do to remove the breast. But a typical one is the double mastectomy. Some people want to have bottom surgery. Mm-hmm. So that's gender reassignment surgery, depending on the person. Some people are very dysphoric about having a vagina and they want a penis.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Some male to female, they will grow breasts with the hormones that they're taking, but the gender reassignment surgery, they don't want their penis anymore. They want a vagina. Mm-hmm. So again, Depending on the person, okay. some people may like their penis doesn't bother them.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. So it really is a, it's a spectrum.
2: There's no one. There's no right or wrong way to be trans. But if sometimes like when I first came out, I remember one of the first questions I was asked by a friend was, so are you going to get a penis now? And I'm like, where did that question come from? Because people think that gender is what's in your pants, right? My identity I mean, isn't what's in my pants. You know,
1: in a lot of new age, again, it's hard sometimes I think, for me personally, again, to wrap my head around you know, what comes first, your body, and then what's in your head. But you know, I guess in philosophy, they're always talking about your self, your essence, your Spiritual part of you is different from your body. Your body is just a physical manifestation, and you are something, something else. So, is that kind right. of what you're saying? Is that there's you were given this body, but that just is that's just your body. It's not again mental right. where you are. Right. So it is identity is up in your brain. Identity. Uh huh. Well, then let's quickly because we could talk about this stuff for hours, but we did get to the transitioning. Kind of part. What is the difference between gender identity and sexual orientation?
2: So it's funny because so many people confuse it. So, gender identity refers to your internal knowledge of your own gender. For example, your knowledge that you are a man, you're a woman, or another gender. Sexual orientation has to do with whom you're attracted to, who you go to bed with.
1: So, when you again, you were female and you transition to a man, it has no bearing on your sexual orientation doesn't come along with it necessarily.
2: Correct. Okay. And a lot of people get that very, they feel very confused by that. Just because now I'm living my authentic self as male Mm -hmm. does not mean that I'm attracted to women. It does not mean that
1: Um, attracted to men. Again, okay, you can't make any assumptions. Right. So I guess, so there could be a lot of overlap and a lot of different permutations, I guess, for lack of a better word. But in your practice, you, you also deal with not just transgender, but all the LGBTQ plus community? Yes. So we, yeah, we work with everyone. Okay. And I
2: have everybody from A to Z that I work with, all genders, all identities.
1: Could somebody come in do you see you and actually be somewhat confused that where oh, yes. they think they're transgender but really their just their sexual orientation is different than Correct.
2: And I do have some of those.
1: Okay. Science. And how do you distinguish I guess through your questions and you help them determine that? Correct.
2: And you know, weekly therapy and, you know, different questions that I pose to them. Um a lot of soul searching on their end. Mm -hmm. You know, when you asked me that question, I thought of a client that I had recently and they don't know where they are yet on their journey. And they're like, well, can't you tell me where my journey is going (laughs) to end? I was like, no, (laughs) it's a process. Uh I will help you get there, but I can't tell you what it is that
1: you need to know Mm -hmm. because only you know. I'd imagine there, as you said, it's lots of conversations and lots of questions What's, and sometimes just sitting there and holding that space for them mm-hmm. to figure it out. I don't even know if this is possible to ask you or how this is there sort of a basic question that you start with. If if I came in and I was confused and you you tell them your story and how you transitioned and kind of what would you say next to them? Well,
2: so I'm not an open book when my clients come in. I'll start with my pronouns. Okay. Dane, he, him. I only share about me when it fits what we're talking about. Okay. So if you came to me and you were confused, and, you know, I could say, you know, when I was going through that, and they'll look at me and I'll say, oh, well, let me back up. I just want to let you know that I'm a transgender male mm-hmm. and I know exactly
1: what you're talking about, been there. Okay. And I could definitely help you figure it out. Okay. So you make sure they understand that when they walk in the door for the first time, there is no preconceived idea that they're coming to talk to you to get to where you are. You're just, right. again, you can show them the way, help them, sort of guide them, which leads me to, again, we could probably talk forever about this. But before we go, I want to make sure that we talk a little bit about your book that you're writing. What are you hoping, tell us about it and what are you hoping to accomplish with it?
2: I wasn't going to divulge the name when I was talking to you. However, I decided that I'm going to. I'm I'm honored that you would share it. (laughs) The book that I'm writing, the title is An Island for So Long. Okay. It's about my life growing up and not feeling like I fit in and all that, that goes with it. And part of that book will also be my transition. And part of that book will have a section of transitioning and taking care of my mom with Alzheimer's. Mm. And the last part of the book will be hoping to help other clinicians that work with transgender clients. Also helping my clients, not even just my clients, helping people out there that are transgender that may be confused that oh my god reading dane's book this is how i feel and you know now i could move forward in my life and get the help that i need and mm-hmm. you know come out for me i knew i was different and it wasn't until i read chaz bono's
3: book okay
2: and so much in that book i mean i highlighted that book <laughs> so much that I identified with, um, even down to at first doing a breast reduction, because maybe that's what it was, you know? Mm-hmm. And after I finished Chaz Bono's book, it was like, this is me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I am transgender. And it was just so freeing for me. So that's what I'm hoping to help people with. Mm-hmm. I hope that they could get that sense of,
1: ah, this is me. Well, on that note, I hope you accomplish that. And I look forward to hearing more about as you go along and obviously reading the book. I would imagine it could also be something that a person going through the process and you know, mentally could sort of hand to a friend or a parent Absolutely. or a relative and said, this is me encapsulated, highlight it all. Yes. So is there one thing, because we this is really gone and it's been very interesting, one thing that you think people... If you could leave them with one thing to understand about transgender. I know it's hard to boil it down to one thing. What would that be? We're just like you. We're just like everybody else. That's fine. That's good. Thank you. So if listeners want to learn more about you before your book is out or Twin Peaks Counseling, where can they go for that information? you have a website? I do have a website. It's www.twinpeakscounseling.com. So just so the listeners know, I will be putting that address and a link to Dane. And eventually when your book comes out, we can link that too. It'll be on the Help Me to Understand website. And a little bit more about Dane will be on there too. And if you've liked what you've heard, please go to HelpMe.com to listen to more great episodes or better yet, subscribe to receive new episodes as they are released. Thanks, Dane, so much for joining me today. It's been great. Thanks.
0: That's it for this episode of Help Me to Understand. If you like what you've heard, please go to our website, helpme2understand.com to listen to more great episodes, or better yet, subscribe to receive new episodes as they are released. I'm so glad you can join me.